Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, nerds, whatever the case may be. It is I, Jay, master of all things nerdy, and host of the most interesting, the most talked about, the most popular podcast that I've ever created, the Justice Nerds Podcast. With me, as always, is my stalwart companion, the Lord Commander of the Nerds Watch, and president of the Golden Girls Fan Club. Hey, didn't know that, did you? Christopher! <laughs> we, uh, so, so today we, we've got a very special interview. We have a very special guest. We are, we are joined by... Uh, buddy, we're, we're moving up in the world. We are. We, we are literate. We are, this, this is the guest that legitimizes us and turns our, tran- will transform our podcast into, into high art. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, high we, art. We, we, are, we are joined by, a, uh, by an award-winning author... Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, we, we are. Uh, you know, please, everyone, uh, put put your hands together. Round of applause for the very talented Miss Jamie Engel. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ja- little intro about uh, Jamie Engel. She's an award-winning author of fantasy, horror, science fiction books from the Space Coast of Florida. Her passion is talking to kids about writing and social issues because words do have power. She pens cutting-edge storytelling for fans of supernatural. Uh, of, of the supernatural, excuse me, filled with danger, adventure, epic battles, betrayal, revenge, true love, and the power of friendship. Boy, I'll tell you something, there's nothing better than true love, except for a nice MLT. You know, a mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich with a mutton is nice and lean. Princess Bride? Yeah. So no, part no. Of you know, you know, you. I know okay, exactly right. what you're talking I'll about. Just, I was just, waiting. Just, I just can't do her voice. Oh, okay. All right. Liar! <laughs> oh, there, there oh, ah, get back, witch! Um, but when she's not writing, she's she's probably uh, editing or, or playing trivia. Um, Mrs. Engel lives in Florida with her awesome husband, her hilarious children, and the world's Best dog. He's our next guest because yes. I want to. I really want to uh, see what the. Well, what the no, I think we dog. should bring my dog and her dog, so that would be the world's best dog with the world's worst dog. Ah, <laughs> poor Indiana. Um, okay, so uh, Jamie, thank you so much for you know. It, better late than never, right? We've, That's we've, right. It's been a long road getting to this point, but we're so happy that you're here. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I think your name has been on our show maybe eight times, and we said we're gonna have Jamie Angle on here eventually. <laughs> we're gonna have her on the show. I am here now. Yes, and I'm she... not leaving until we're done. Yeah. So you better do something amazing. <laughs> I mean, there better be like fireworks, like shooting out of your fingertips well, or something I like that. I did do something amazing. I legitimized the literature of your podcast, that, right? Yes. That's true. Oh, so check, there you go. Check. Yeah. Done. Well, let's let's put it this way. Uh, show of hands. Who in this room has won awards for their work? Yeah, yeah. She's the only one raising her hand. One solitary. We, I haven't. No, no. Um, okay. Well, let's get into it. So you you came on this show knowing willingly of your own accord. Yes. Uh, knowing that it was called the Justice Nerds Podcast. So uh, would you? I guess the question is, would you consider yourself a nerd? Let me break that down easily. My dog's name is Ahsoka. Okay. My oldest son's name is Luke. Yes. And my second born's name is Ezra. That's... And that was a coincidence because the Jedi had not been named yet. However, had he been a girl, he was going to be a Leia because I wanted to open the sliding glass door and say, Luke, Leia, lunchtime. Oh. <laughs> So there, I think that answers. Yeah. No, nope. uh, that that is, you know, my next question was going to be to to give us some of your nerd street cred, and I think I think you you already it. did that. I yeah. mean that uh, done done yeah. absolutely. <laughs> nope. So um, you're an author. Yes. Uh, take us through that journey. I mean, when when did that when did that start? 
Um, when I was a little girl, my grandfather used to tell me Hulk stories. He'd sit on his lap and he would make up orange Hulks and purple Hulks and the green Hulk and just make up these stories. And I would just listen wide eyed and tell me another story, pop pop. And, um, I started writing when I was around seven and, um, I, I was reading Alice in Wonderland around that time. Mm-hmm. And for a moment I wasn't in the book. I was, or I wasn't in my room. I was in the story right? and mm-hmm. I gasped and then I was back in my room and I thought that is the coolest thing. And I want to do that for other people. Just creating another world. Yeah. Creating... Just taking people out of this world. And, and, and if I, else. if I could just point out uh, how ahead of his time her pop pop was. Yeah. Because right? now they're we do red have, hulks. With our red hulks and blue hulks and, and purple hulks. And I, your pop up probably does He's not a see genius. a. He doesn't see like a red scent from Marvel Nothing. for that. Mm-mm. Not uh, a thing. I bet you Stanley was hiding in the bushes. Oh, that's a good idea. Ah, this like is some good shit. I'm going to write this write down. This down. Well, he is always there, right? <laughs> yes. He is. He, he is, is always there. watching. He's always. He's really, <laughs> seriously. If you spell Stanley. A different way. Do you find Santa in that? Is it an is it anagram possible? for Santa? That or, Sa- or Satan, one of the two. <laughs> if we have a listener that, that can find us out, find that out for us, please do. Okay, so you've been writing from, from very young. You you wanted to be part of that kind of that, that fraternity or, or uh, of, of storytellers. Uh, and as of right now, you've written five books. Yes, published five correct? books. Pu- published mm-hmm. five books. Written more than yeah. that, but pu- published five. Correct. Yeah, um, that's right. So you already mentioned C.S. Lewis. So who were some of your other, who would you consider your, your literary influences? Um, C.S. Lewis and Lewis Carroll were really right up there um, with the fantasy and just taking things that were somewhat real and flipping them. Um, and then just kind of showing that there's such a freedom in creating mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I fell in love with them and uh, I watched a lot of Grease ah all right <laughs> and hey, Sandy you know who's gonna go <laughs> exactly. right see like yeah <laughs> tell me about it and stud ah! <laughs> hey because as we all know hey, wait you could be Knicky the heroin act go on <laughs> I don't know what does he sound like. I don't remember. I just well, now I, it doesn't I, sound I, like much. I, I just know Travolta. I just, uh, but but um, and, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I said C.S. Lewis. Lewis Carroll. So did you read C.S. Lewis? Yes. Did you read yes. Lion? That, was, yeah, that was my other thing. Was the well, there you go, dude. Nice job. You're a mind reader. Stumbled, Good save. Stumbled into that one. Good save. Um, okay, so th- those two authors. Did you? Um, were you always more fantasy? Did you ever enjoy uh, sci-fi at all, or was it? What was yeah, your? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it was a pretty good balance. I was, um, you know, total Star Wars and the Never-Ending Story. Oh. You know, like both. Mm. So it was. It was both of those. So your rounds. childhood was ruined by that movie too, right? Where the horse is drowning and that. Yeah, we don't want to talk about Artex. it. I still Literally, have trauma about that. Yeah. We still do, where they sit there. Come on, you stupid horse. Just get up. You know. Mm. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Sad days. All right. Sorry. 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 I'm sorry. To bring to, that up. No, I'm sorry to lower it, but God, <laughs> way to bring the mood down. Well, I'm Chris. just glad that I'm not the only one because I was like, you know, I'm thinking about it as a kid. I was like, oh my God. I was like, my dad let me watch this. Right. Or now, Grace. Did, did you grow up in a in a reading family? Was this was this something that uh, is this a passion shared by other people in your family or write or writers? Or were you that one where everybody else was doing something and you were in the corner reading? I was in the corner. Yeah. Actually, I was sick for a few months with like bronchitis, pneumonia, asthma. Who knows? And I was out of school for almost three months. Wow. So I put my tape recorder up to, and a tape recorder for those of you younger listeners. (laughs) What's that? Um, I put it up to my television and I recorded uh, Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, and Grease. And I wrote the whole script for Grease. And I wrote 
um, half of oh, that's... The Wizard of Oz, and then I got well. Wow. So I was screenwriting, but I just didn't know. So it was, I don't know, it was just always there to write. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. F- fantastic. And um, so I, I have to ask you about this, because I, I, I saw someone has already uh, compared your newest book, mm-hmm. Dreadlands. I saw that. Wolf Moon. Uh, some have already described this as the next Twilight, and I wanted to know how you felt about that because that's I, I mean because it could go either way. I think it depends on how you feel about the book Twilight, and I'm not asking you to slam one thing or the other, but just to have someone compare something that you've written with something that's already come before and been so widely loved by mm-hmm. by many. Um, I think that the aspects of Twilight that worked well. I'm grateful to be compared to oh, nice. the fantasy, the world building, the characters, the mixing of normal humans with shifters. Mm-hmm. Um, I would present it as Twilight without the romance because Thank I'm not down God. for that part. Thank <laughs> God. So I pitch it as Twilight without the romance meets Lord of the Rings. The open mouth gaping zombie <laughs> that is Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. I read the first book and I was good. I'm like, okay, I get it. No one ever in the history of anyone, even Romeo and Juliet have loved like you two. Right. Got it. We get it. However, the first, uh, what is it, 10 minutes of the movie Up is still a better romance than... Amen. <laughs> All right. So I'm just, just going with that. I just... So, so, like I said, it, it really depends on how you feel yeah. about that story. Because there is a good story there. I mean, it really was. I honestly think, and this is my personal opinion, I honestly think when Hollywood got a hold of it... Oh, my God. Literally, it morphed into this money-making monster, but also it's... It's not the story. I don't think it was. I don't know if they they if you know she had a hand in looking at it and going, well, that was not my creation. That's not yeah. my child. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, the the sparkling vampire in my mind was freaking awesome, and I wanted glitter skin. Right. Instead, in we movie, get a disco ball. I was like, my husband and I laughed and turned it <laughs> off, like we were over it. <laughs> See. See. So as you write these books, I'd be interested to know. Do you? Do you have a picture? Obviously, you form a picture in your mind of what the character looks like. In your and and having so now that we know that you've already tried your hand at screenwriting, do you imagine certain actors portraying oh, certain characters? Okay. Have you done that? So just so you know, that is actually a, a thing that we do on this show, and we call it fan casting. And we'll Ooh, we'll we'll pick something like we did a. Uh, our version of the Justice League because they announced it the Justice League and you did it was yours, it was nineteen eighties you did eighties and then I did nineteen nineties and we <laughs> nice. would try to go from there so Casper Van Dien as Superman nope. I will never forget that that Chris. was Batman <laughs> did you ca- really yeah it was Casper Van Dien Casper Van Dien as Batman well see I you stand, did forget that I, I did forget it <laughs> that's awesome yeah so but. So we got it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Um, I, yes, I do. Um, all I right. Have... So this is for the uh, the actors who do listen to our show. If yes. you guys hear your names, you guys actually know our number. You can give us a call, and then we can probably work you in. Available. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a Pinterest page for each of my – or a, a board for each of my books, uh-huh. and I do pin actors that I'm considering for the role. Perfect. For my, you know, Why, why shouldn't you? Of course. Um, and – you know, I have images in my mind. I, I saw Clifton Chase from my first book as the boy um, who ended up being casted as Percy Jackson. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And I was like, I called that because they're so similar, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I totally see someone's face there for sure. Okay. Anyone else? Mm. Anyone else you thought about or 
You want to keep maybe keep it's, it under yeah, wraps? You can, you can look at my Pinterest board. I'm really bad with names. Okay. Even mine. I met a girl named Jamie and forgot her name once. So, so all right. Yeah. So how, let's say we have Pinterest. Where do we find it? I am on social media at The Right Angle. T-H-E-W-R-I-T-E-E-N-G-L-E. Everything's the same. Love it. Love All it. right, so everything is is Facebook, through that. Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, everything oh, fantastic. at the right angle. So let, let's talk a little bit about this world that you've created for for Dreadlands. Now this is um, it's sort of a based somewhat on Nordic mythology. Sort of the, the that that what what inspired you for that, or did you what yeah what. What brought you to that? Well, the story originally was something I wrote when I was 18, and I wrote the first, like, half of the story, and there was this creepy-ass grandma on the corner knitting, and she had, like, a spotlight on her, you know, like, in my mind. And the mom was looking out the window with her son, and there was a blizzard outside, and the grandma was just knitting and rocking and had a, like, emerald-eyed cat head on a, um, like, a walking stick, and she scared the hell out of me. Mm. And I knew she I can't had, imagine why. Yeah. And I knew she had something to do with the father's disappearance, which is why the mom and son were looking out the window. That's all I got. So then as an adult, I finished Clifton Chase. I needed another book to work on. Mm-hmm. I found that short story, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, what if the grandma was, like, involved as, like, a witch or something? Yeah. Ooh, what if she was, like, a matriarchal werewolf? head of this oh. clan so now and, she can't really transform because her hips are like you know all dysfunct or like, yeah. you know what happens you know with dysplasia and all that totally she needs some vitamins <laughs> geritol <laughs> and then i thought well the blizzard it's cold so maybe this is like vikings you know and then i just i started researching um the area and i mm-hmm. had this image in my mind of what the land looked like mm-hmm. And I went online, and it actually existed. So this world that I built was actually Labrador, Canada. And I didn't even know that. Eh. But yeah, wow. exactly. Eh? Eh. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, maybe Leif Erikson comes to Canada, and then he leaves because of these werewolves, and a small band of people stay behind to rebuild. And 200 years later, we're at the like apocalypse of this werewolf group. And so they're breaking all their own rules, and now they don't need a moon to shift. Oh. What would happen? And that's kind of how the story starts. How, how fun is that, creating a world? Just, oh, it's awesome. It, it's just, it, it's amazing. Just kind yeah. of, you, you create your own yeah. kind of corner of the universe. Yeah. You know, what's, what's neat is I like the idea of them being able to shift at will. One of my favorite comics, uh, Dylan Dog, who's uh, Brandon Routh, they did that movie i guess but in the comic books it was the same thing the werewolves it was an anger aggression like all of a sudden they would look and they're like all right that's it and then they would be able to shift like hulk werewolf kind of yes <laughs> yes so well let me let me ask you then as long as we're, we're on the topic of uh, werewolves so in in a media uh, uh, obviously other than oh, yours i like this give give me a favorite werewolf or shapeshifter story yes. in in media if you have one well i if mean you, if... immediately it's gonna go to michael j fox and teen wolf as lame as that yes oh. yes <laughs> yes i love that what well, could be worse it could be jason bateman in the second one no, where he was no, a no, boxer no. in college give me a keg <laughs> of beer <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. See? 1980s, it was a magical time. It was. And he didn't really look like a werewolf. No. He looked like the shaggy dog. He was a a friendly werewolf. It was Airbud. It was Airbud before (laughs) Airbud. All right. Oh, that's amazing. Fantastic. Um, All right. Favorite science fiction tale? Uh, 
Uh, that would be Ender's Game. What did you think about the movie? Yeah. I loved the movie, but I am in love with Ender. I just think his character is so brilliant. And I actually met Orson Scott Card and got to talk to him about Ender. Wow. And it was like the coolest moment of my life. And, um, you know, I, I was just sharing with him how I love Ender because he's so tormented. You know, he, he doesn't want to become what he becomes. And everything he does is to, you know, prevent himself from becoming what he becomes right and it's just it's like katniss everdeen it's that same torment it's know? that nature versus nurture that. it's no matter what oh, he does like a, like a sort good. of a fatalism to it like you, you you cannot you can't stop the course of yeah. events that, no. that unfold it's just you you are destiny yes and the more you try the more you unravel the the whole thing okay all right excellent um so you i mean you wear many many hats uh, how you've had a lot of experiences I was just reading on your website you've worn many hats you've had many different uh, careers up, up to this point how would you say you know any of those have influenced you as a writer uh, it's all about experience being a writer right you have to have life experience so yeah. what's an experience that you've had so far that you think has really shaped you uh, as at being a writer um, I think having kids, <laughs> definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. they just change your perspective of life. Um, it's funny, like when I watched the Cosby show as a kid, I'm sorry to bring up Bill Cosby. No, 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 no. I know that's one of he's those a welc- hot buttons. No, he's a welcome joke here. Yeah, Do you guys a- have anything to drink? No, no too soon? <laughs> too soon. Well, you haven't opened your water yet. <laughs> but you haven't opened the water yet, and I would advise you to please open the water before you have the jello pudding. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. So as a kid watching the Cosby show, it's a completely different experience than watching it as a parent, Mm -hmm, you know? So mm -hmm. I think definitely parenthood, uh, that shaped Clifton Chase. Um, My son was being bullied, so we left school for a few years and homeschooled and went and started Archery Club at Wickham Park. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and because of that, I had this, you know, imagination of a dwarf stalking us to steal something back that we had and i wrote the first chapter of clifton chase i love that yeah and that's how it all started i love that his being bullied caused me to write this book and research king richard's nephews and who were bullied by their uncle and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the throne was stolen from them quite typical yeah quite typical and then from that i wrote a book and now i get to talk to kids about bullying and it's just like crazy full circle well let's let's go into that a little bit more so um now, were you were you bullied growing up? I mean, most kids were. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think someone, if you ask anyone, I think they'll tell you the first and last name of their bully. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, I can, I think t- we I all can tell you right. I can uh, absolutely. <laughs> well, the problem is, is mine were multiple, so I can right. tell you multiple names. Right, exactly. And there's different. You know who you yeah, are. You're listening. Send money, <laughs> and we'll forgive you. <laughs> oh, send money. Yes, that's like our catchphrase. Bring you, money. Bring money. That is amazing. Awesome. It's meant to be. See, all this time that we we missed each other. Right. It's, meant to be. it's what it was. There's that fatalism again. <laughs> no matter how hard you tried, you had to be on this. Show. That's right. That's right. So, like you were saying, um, you know, every kid can name their bully. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got to be tough seeing it you know, on the other end as a parent. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's different today. I mean, when we were kids, it was like, work it out. You know? Exactly. Find the, the, the quiet place and work it out. And it's not like that anymore. No. Which is good and bad. Um, there's no way for kids to release their frustration. No. But there's also healthier ways to do it. So it's good and bad. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely difficult all around. Yeah, no, I can definitely tell you that it's it's definitely different. I mean... I can remember 
with social media now, you, oh, you don't yeah. just have bu- bullying. It used to be, you know, back in our day, you'd go to school. Back in our day. Back in our day when hot dogs <laughs> cost a nickel. Um, you know, <laughs> when someone would, would bully you at school, you'd go home and that would be the end of it. Right. Now you log uh, on Facebook and it's like, oh, geez, I got three uh, bully messages right. waiting for me. The problem was with my, one of my bullies was he lived like the next street over mm. and we took the same bus home yeah. and then we had to walk the same route. And I, I'll never forget it. And my dad, now, um, I always I always laugh because I was the And that, no joke, that man today? Yeah. Donald Trump. Hey, hey, easy, no, easy. Oh, God. <laughs> See, all right, that's an avenue we didn't need to go down. Thanks, dude. Um, no, but in all honesty, I'm the runt of the litter. My my father was uh, six foot two, two hundred and fifty pounds. My dad was a big dude, and he, I'll never forget it. He looked me dead in the eyes, and he said to me, "He goes, son, the next time someone tries anything with you or starts anything, he goes, you show him that you're not going to be allowed to. I'm allowing you to fight back." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of neat." And you know, and. I, Honestly, it never came to that, but my mother got sick and tired of me coming home, getting beat up. So I started a, a martial arts, you know, at, at a young age, kind of like, unfortunately, the archery. But, you know, you're you're handing your son a deadly weapon, but I'm just saying that, Listen, which is really do, cool. Well, but he gets a better shot. He can start hitting him in the Achilles tendons and sticking it into the ground. It's See, just a warning. Yeah. A warning shot, buddy. I like that. The Justice Nerds podcast does not condone in any way the maiming or killing of... Do it! <laughs> Send money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're Chris. Need, uh, I'm sorry. Where, where were you going? We're going to need it after legal fees. Yeah. But exactly. no, what I'm saying is, is it's it's definitely kind of tough. Like, you know, not only now you're a parent, so like you're, you're kind of hands off because you kind of don't want to be known as that mom who beat the crap out of the nine-year-old. Um, but also, because I know, don't you know, that there are parents, that, oh, I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, any the mama bear instincts will come out. But, you know, the other tough thing with that is, like you said, our society has completely changed. Now, you, you so much as look at somebody cross-eyed, that's it. You're suspended. You're done. Yeah. You know, and that's it. Yeah. And, that's and then they I... put you in a school with other bad kids. Which isn't helpful. Well, not at all, because those kids don't really want to learn. And you, you, you're defending yourself, and they stick you in the school. And the next thing you know, you know, you're, you're getting your eyebrows tattooed on, and you're joining a chola gang. Next thing you know, there's money missing off the dresser and your daughter's knocked up. I've seen it a hundred times. Um, So, Jamie, (laughs) to transition off of that, when you are, so when you are, though, giving the, so you, 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 do you present, do you present at high schools? you talk at high schools about bullying? K through 12 in um, Brevard County, and then I've branched out, kind of like a virus. I'm just trying to, you know, touch everybody. Take, well, take us through that. What do you, so what? What, what message are you trying to get out there to kids specifically? But what is your message to children about bullying? Um, the main two messages are um, to – your words have power. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be, be responsible for your words. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes somebody else might need you to be their voice. They don't have words. Mm. So can you stand up for them? Um, and then that silent witness kind of falls into that same mm-hmm. category mm-hmm. Uh, that if you're gossiping, you're – part of the bullying circle Mm -hmm, so you mm -hmm. you have to be responsible for your words Mm -hmm. and end up for other people when they can't yeah and that's something that i I think really as a a society we've just kind of evolved to now which is realizing that bullying isn't just with a closed fist Mm -hmm. but it it can also be through sometimes excluding someone uh right it's not just robbery right yeah it's it's through and and I, i love the message too about how the don't be don't engage in silent consent 
So if you see someone bullying, stand up. That, that that's a that's a fantastic that's message. Um, <clears throat> okay. Well, do do you have any advice for aspiring writers? Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote our good buddy Chad Thomas. Yeah. So so Chad Thomas, I, I said to him, he's a artist, uh, does a lot of work for. Uh, Art, he works on Archie Comics. He does, does some work the, for IDW. right now. He does the uh, Nickelodeon style of the Ninja Turtles. Nice, right? Yes. So, so I, I was talking with him once, and I, I said, um, "Chad, I'm I'm an aspiring artist," and he would say, "Don't say that." He's like, "Don't say that." If you're drawing, you're an artist. There's nothing aspiring about it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a page out of our buddy Chad's yeah. book and say, for other writers out there who maybe aren't published or who are wanting to get published is there any uh, as far as just things that you've learned along the way um the the first thing that i was taught that has saved me from getting a job at walgreens many times and there's nothing wrong with walgreens if walgreens if you're listening the justice nerds you can is sponsor not the show. walgreens is a bad job you can sponsor the show yeah please, uh, please do <laughs> please please in, in fact uh, you know for the vast majority of the toy collectors out there uh, yeah, walgreens, walgreens is something actually has a of a, like yeah that. they Wal- actually have specialty uh Variant of the toys that are really? just issued just to, to Walgreens. That's oh, pretty awesome. Oh, it's yeah. a different world. It is a it's different world. Wow. It ain't just for cough drops anymore, Jamie. It's... <laughs> well, I love their cough drops. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, please. So but we digress. <clears throat> my, uh, my, my phrase was that someone gave to me is the ones who make it never give up. And that is the only thing that keeps me going. And I just think, well, if I stop this right. and I start something else, I'm going to start back at zero. Mm. So I might as well stay here. Yeah. So <laughs> and, you're kind of right. the, well, it's either this or, you know, stay here or just go do something else. I'm just going to stay, stay here. here. Well, I'm reminded of, I think it was Woody Allen who said that like 80% of life is just showing up right? to things. So, so persistence, I think be, be persistent. Uh, You must, I mean, you had to, you, you wouldn't have gotten to this point without receiving criticism. And so I know that's, that's a tough thing for people to deal with. So any advice for, for people that are creators, writers, artists, what, what has helped you, uh, to take criticism, use it productively, not let it stop you? Uh, I think criticism, you know, if you can't handle it, you shouldn't be in a creative field, which we all have heard before, Um, but it still hurts. So the way I kind of get around that is, am I looking for someone to tell me that I'm awesome or am I trying to get my work as best as it can be? And I want it to be the best. So I want real feedback. I want to hear not where it's good, but where it's bad. So that way when an Amazon review comes up, it's a good review. Mm -hmm. And the only way I know how to do that is to just learn and teach and work and get better at what I do. So if you're, you know, your job as a writer is to take something you imagine mm-hmm. and write it and give it to you, Jay, mm-hmm. and you should read it and see exactly in your head what I saw. Mm-hmm. So if you're not seeing that, then I translated wrong. And right. that's not really criticism. That's, oh, I miss communicated that image of that's the painting werewolf. the picture with the wrong color yeah and i use the example with kids picture an apple mm-hmm. is yours green is it red is it yellow who's holding it where is it is it an orchard is it in Publix? Mm-hmm. which you can sponsor the show is it somewhere <laughs> else you know like it's you right. have to i wasn't clear enough right. so to me the criticism comes when i wasn't clear enough so i take that and say well where can i clarify and if i get you know bad criticism 
I need to hear that from two people before I'll consider it. Okay. So reframing the criticism is something that will make you a better writer. Yes. All right. So now I want to I want to talk on something. Um, your your first book that everyone just or they decided that they were going to publish. I got to know how did that feel getting that letter or that phone call? What what how did it happen? I mean. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I submitted that book, Clifton Chase, to 150 agents. Wow. I got 98 rejections. Talk about persistence. <laughs> yeah. mm. 98 rejections. And then one publisher said yes. And it was the honeymoon, and I was so happy. And then a month before publication, she I called her up, and I said, should we be, like, marketing maybe? I don't know. You're doing something. Yeah. And she said, oh, um, I'm walking into a women's shelter. I won't be able to talk for six weeks. And she hung up on me. So I had to release the book by myself. I had no idea what I was doing. Long story short, she breached the contract. I got the files. I self-published. And that's where the the story started. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Well, I was trying to make that a happy moment. I'm glad that uh, it turned into that. (laughs) Well, it was. I mean, I think ultimately it it was a happy moment. Because another person might have taken that and that might have been the moment. Well, so much for that. That they walked away. Well, and truthfully, not that the book is not good, but... It, it was being pitched as a historical fantasy, and that's what a publisher would have done. And right. it wouldn't have sold very well. Right. When I realized it was birthed from bullying, and I, and the story itself was a bullied, you know, princess. Yeah. Um, then I, I turned the whole thing around and was able to not just make the book sell well, but now I have this amazing job where I get to talk to kids about bullying. Oh, so Perfect. none of that, the book would have bombed and I would be working at Walgreens. Nothing wrong with working at Walgreens. You can sponsor the show. Thank you for the cool toys. But that would have been my life. And I was, that wasn't where I wanted to be. Right. So fantastic. <laughs> um, so the, um, I guess the gamut uh, or the, the range, your, Ooh. your range, Ooh, there you go. your, your, your range. Uh, you have the, the fantasy genre, uh, but then, you have these long epic stories, but also you, you do a lot of short story writing, yes. correct? Yes. We got to talk about this book because I, I love this I, book. I love it. <laughs> I love this book. You know, every once in a while, like how I've told you, Chris, like every once in a while you discover that something exists. Right. And it's like, I didn't know I needed this in my life. I, I but never now knew. I know I need this in my <laughs> life. I'm trying to think. Through. And I'm so happy. Like Reese's Peanut Butter Cup stuff with Reese's Pieces. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what my most recent purchase was. That was the, I didn't know I needed this in my life. I need this in my life now. And it's such a good feeling. It's such a good feeling. feeling. It really is. Jamie, please give us the name of your collection of short stories. Jay, I would love to. My new book coming out on July 23rd is titled The Toilet Papers. (laughs) (laughs) This is to go while you go. Oh, I love it. Brilliant. I love it. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Brava. Brava. Can I have some more? So now I need to know where where did this come from? What? Give us the origin. Yeah, please. give us the origin of sure, this, please. Uh, well, I had you know I, I didn't have a book yet, so I was writing short stories and publish, publishing them in anthologies to build some street cred. And like, who's gonna buy my short stories? I'm a nobody, right? So I'm thinking, well, what can I do to make them more interesting? And that was that. Then I'm in the bathroom with my bathroom book, and I open it up, and I have no idea where I am. I don't remember the storyline, and then it hit me. What if there was a bathroom book that was separated by word count? 
So that way, if you were just going to be in there for a few minutes, you could read like a 50 to 100 word story. And if you're going to be a while, and that's section three called Far From Poopin', then that's 5,000 plus words. That so. is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I have to imagine that when you first came up with the title of that, did, did you imagine it being spoken in a German accent? Uh, yes, it is one word. So it, Far from it, it does have to be German, yeah. German accent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the greatest thing like now when you're running to the loo all of a sudden you're like oh god which which size story am i gonna use i don't really know yeah. so many choices there's gonna be a panic it's, it's flipping gonna, through you know, there's gonna be some hate mail and i'm i'm ready uh brilliant absolutely <laughs> brilliant uh it was my hope that w- would you mind sharing with us uh yeah. w- with our our listeners so uh, the uh when when will this be published when is this going to be it officially available? launches july 23rd it's available for pre-order now on amazon through kindle and on my website at the right angle um, under the books tab, you can pre-order it there. All right, guys, go bring money there. Go put money there. Bring money. Yeah. So um, this and is, and it's mostly um, a collection of horror, humor, and historical. That seems to be what I what I write in adult. And it's okay, also, so that's stuff that I read. And all Good emotions that you experience while in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all, also uh, horror, h- horror, humor, and yeah. and historical, yeah, historical, and, reminiscing. And, you know, there's so much like room for the next volume too, you know, number two, and ah, it can just be all it. horror. It can I be, love it. You know, stories to scare the crap out of you. Oh, hey. You can have like a bunch of authors come together and do like the the public toilet, you know, like a oh, public see, stall. I like there's that. so much potential in here. There's there is. So so we are we are going you. to be treated, uh, just us nerds fans, to a a sneak preview of the toilet papers. So gather around the fireplace, kitties, because here we go. And if you have to pee, this is a good time, because it's in section one. Perfect. It's called The Devil's Strings. I sold my soul to the devil. He promised me the world, promised me my dreams, and a contract tied closed with his guitar strings. So I did it. Took his pen and signed my name, watched my blood spread on the page. He made me a star, made the whole world love me. Crowds chant my name every night, every place. My face covers billboards like graffiti that can't be erased. Number one on the charts, records gone platinum and gold. Seems a small price to pay for my soul. But when the crowd's gone, the hotel rooms look the same, smell the same. Shit, they all taste the same. I wonder now about the price of fame. And that old devil is a tricky son of a bitch. He never showed me the fine print. That script beneath the dotted line, how I'd really been bound? Betty knew I wouldn't take the time. So now I'm stuck strumming these strings forever. Because when I stop, the headaches begin. Migraines that pump and rock my mind unless I play that stage each and every night. I can't do it no more. My fingers bleed, have stained those strings. Can't rock, just roll me to sleep. But the devil don't care. He knew all along that he'd own not just my soul, but the life I'd traded there. Carefully, I toss those strings around my neck, around the beam. And when you find this song, my last to sing, you'll know the contract's been fulfilled. Because I'll be hanging from the devil's strings. Wow. I love that. Brilliant. I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, okay, sign me up. Brilliant. I'm good. Yeah, sign me up. I'm, I want the justice nerds to just go, just, you know, I want us to be all over the place. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, can I deal with headaches? Yeah, I can. I guess I can deal with that. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, I'm like actually using that as a checklist. I'm like, what can I do? Chris, with? I don't think you were taking away the, the Jamie's <laughs> message from the story. I think. That's awesome. 
if you can accept some criticism here, I don't think you were communicating, Jamie. Uh, I do what, not think it means what he thinks it means. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely no, brilliant. I love it. Absolutely Thank love you it. so much. Uh, it, it is an, truly, we are, we are honored to, yes. to have you share that with us and, and with our fans. Thank uh, you. Both of them. All um, right. Why don't you do a plug again? Where can everybody find you? Um, I'm all over at the right angle. It's I tried to streamline so it's easy because I know we're all busy. Oh yeah. And um, that's really it. It's at the right angle. You can find me everywhere. Um, I have a podcast called Origins. Oh, let's talk about that. Shall we? Yes. Um, we can talk about it just for a little bit. <laughs> Origins is the origins of stories behind legends and lore where science and myth meet. Um, I try and take a topic I find interesting. Um, one thing they're finding these things and how it might connect to the Nephilim or pyramids and just, oh, that's awesome. you know, interesting stuff that usually becomes the basis for my books. So a lot of these things are things I research and then I'm like, Ooh, that sounds cool. So you're just taking it and check marks. You're like, okay, I can yeah, I use like this. That. I can use this. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I either read a short story, like from the toilet papers, or, um, sometimes I read other authors. Like a few weeks ago, I did, um, haunted haunted trees in florida and then i read from keith rommel's the devil tree oh nice yeah which is a saint lucy legend and mm -hmm. he's awesome if you haven't had him on the show you should oh i think we might have to all right <laughs> he's actually uh just finished some two scripts or okay well scripts. now you're listening so uh you know you can hit us up on uh, yeah. facebook on youtube on soundcloud on itunes yes uh or uh, i i pretty sure your number jay on the is on multiple bathroom stalls <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. oh Maybe someone will be reading the toilet paper while they're See? looking at your name. That's yes. what it is. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, also, uh, allow, I have a, a list of if, if you want to come out and meet Jamie. Yes. And, and let me just say, uh, from having met her, she's even more delightful in person than she is corresponding over email. No, I agree with this. So, oh, so if you want to if you want to get on meet Jamie, here here's a couple places where she's going to be. So she's going to be a featured author and speaker June 1st through the 4th at the Space Coast Book Lovers event in Cocoa Beach, Florida. She's also going to be the featured author and uh, cosplayer. Co I didn't even say you're going to be cosplaying. Yeah. What are you going to be cosplaying as? I'm or is gonna, it a secret? No, it's not a okay, secret. Okay. But what? it's going to be worth coming out. What to is see. it? What is it? I'm going to be Dookie the Squatty Potty Unicorn because Squatty Potty has endorsed the toilet papers. Oh, uh, so Brilliant. wait. So are they going to sell your book at Bed Bath and Beyond? We're working on it and Bed Bath and Beyond. <gasps> are you listening? Oh, that's fantastic. Because yeah. then I can walk up when I go to my Bed Bath and Beyond and be like. I know that author. I know her. I know her. So, and then I'll tell so, those people, like, I know her. So she's going to be featured author and cosplayer uh, June 17th at Cosography uh, in Cocoa, Florida. Uh, could you just give us a little uh, Wikipedia on uh, Cosography for, for those that are not familiar? I was not aware of this. I was not aware of what this was. So kind of give what, what, yeah, your, sure. what you know of it. My understanding is it's a free event to just get the community aware of what cosplay is mm -hmm. and the awesomeness of comics and classic toys and dressing up and pretending you're somebody else for a few hours, which is... I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Fantastic. Um, also going to be uh, featured as an author and cosplayer July 1st at Icon 3 in Cocoa, Florida. Uh, Cocoa, Florida. Uh, I should know this. I like, I live around here. Cocoa, Florida. Um, <laughs> All, same costume? Or are you doing a different different cosplay that day? I'm not sure. It depends. Okay. It might, if you go on my Pinterest, I have some of my, my cosplay up there if you're curious. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. And and Icon 3, this is just another, like, a comic book convention or cosplay convention? Yeah, I believe so. I, I'm, I should have more information on it. But nice. But they're on Facebook. Are, are these... Um, 
in case you know people miss it for whatever reason, if they want to check out your appearances, is it up on your Pinterest page or? Yes, uh, it'll be on Pinterest. I mean, I post everything. I, I overpost. All right. You know. No, there's no such thing. Okay. There's no, no such, such thing. No such animal. <laughs> no. Um, Especially when you're you're you know trying to be persistent. And there's and no such thank thing. Thank you. So yeah, so please come come out and and meet Jamie and uh, uh, you know July twenty third. It's happening. Your, your 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 prayers have been answered. Are you suffering from boredom in the bathroom? Yes. Well, suffer no more because the toilet papers are on their way. July twenty third gets released. And just wait for the YouTube video. Oh, I can't wait. <sighs> oh yeah. I can't wait. Brilliant. It's it's really funny. Can we? Could I actually see one of it? What's one of your shortest stories? Uh, uh, I, I'm just trying to. Would you ever consider like having like celebrities like Christopher Walken oh, yeah. or like? Oh yeah. Uh, well, there's the Squatty Potty Unicorn Haiku first. Oh oh. But then that's my shortest. I think it's fifty words. No. no would Would you mind terribly if? So I'm gonna have a. Uh, who, who? So just just imagine. Give the word of the vocal. There you go. I, I'm gonna just. We're gonna have a very reading? very 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 special guest. He's often a guest on the show. Oh. He's a frequently a guest on the show, so I just, <clears throat> Mr. Mr. Walken, if you would please, if you wouldn't mind reading uh, Squatty Potty Unicorn Haiku. Squatty Potty Unicorn Haiku. Oh, Squatty Potty, you fill me with endless joy, yet leave me empty. Wow. I love it. I love it. All that right. That was incredible. Walking, you may uh, go out the door, please. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Chris. You. All right. Um, may, may I just say it's been a pleasure having you in for the uh, for this interview. Uh, congratulations on all of your success. Uh, and I'm definitely going to be looking for the toilet papers. That is just that is yeah. fantastic. And I will say, as for the both of us, you are welcome on the show anytime you please. Just give us a phone call, whatever. You don't even have to. Just knock on the door. You are more than welcome. <laughs> Come into the studio and, and sit down. And, Interrupt. And be just be show. disruptive. Yeah, I, I, just, I like really don't shove care. Shove one of us off the mic and just start I, talking. I really don't care. It's absolutely That'd be great. fine. Thank you. Um, all right. So, uh, uh, well, I should do it in my Garth voice because that's another <gasps> cosplay that I do. You do? Oh, that's awesome. Please do a good Garth. Let's well, let us. go. Thank you. <laughs> just just say thank you. <laughs> well, all right, guys. This has been Chris and Jay of the Just Us Nerds podcast, and we have been chatting with the very talented Miss Jamie Engel, talking to her about all of her success. Um, give her uh, g- give her a shout-out on Pinterest. Give her a sh- I'm, I'm terrible when it comes to the social media, so I say give likes where likes don't belong. Yeah, he's very t- – he's, he's like a, he's like a pop-pop. Yeah. yeah just like just he'll stalk say, me. Like he, literally you hear him, he goes, give a like on YouTube. I'm like, it's called subscribe. Dude, give, her, stop. give her a like on the interwebs. Give it – send <laughs> I it. I love the interwebs. Download a, download a, a couple of likes or something on that on that on the YouTube. Um. This has been a lot of fun. This has been Chris and Jay for the Justice Nerds podcast. We will talk to you later. Bye-bye.